Good evening, good evening to you, beloved. This is Speak Life Radio. I'll go tell my brother in ministry, which is sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. I just have your way, Lord, because me and the Lord, okay, sometimes I tell you so. Just have your way. I love when he does things because it's just like, okay, it's divine. I love it. Thank you. So today is February 1st. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. So I'm praying all is well. I pray you had the most blessed day in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that you enjoy Bible study if you went to Bible study. In the name of Jesus, if not, we can Bible study right now. See what the Lord is saying. Yes, yes. Come on, come on, come on. So I am lifting up my whole household along with myself. I am lifting you and your whole household, beloved. I am lifting the kingdom family. Worldwide, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn, lifting them, lifting their families, lifting anyone that may be grieving right now, anyone in mourning right now, anyone in despair, anyone feeling alone right now. Yes, we are not alone. See, it's a difference. You could be to yourself. I know about that, but that don't mean you're alone because God is with us. And you know, sometimes when them, them little lies start coming, you tell, mm -mm, I'm not alone. I'm not, mm -mm, I'm really not because I have two cats and, and sometimes my daughter, but I'm not alone. So we have to speak those things because I'm telling you, it, it'll come creep up on you. It'll creep up on you when you're not alone. So you have to speak. You have to speak. You use that weapon. Use the. You know, many of us use that tongue wrong for for years, and now we in in the faith. We're like, oh, no, you better speak to them giants. Okay, so we lifting up children worldwide. Awesome. So, Father, I come to you right now, Lord. I thank you so much. In the name of Jesus, I pray you have your way. Your perfect will be done. Lord, you are welcome. I open the door for you, Lord God. I give you full access in the name of Jesus, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Overtake us. Overshadow us. Consume us, Lord God. The Father, the Word of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost Spirit. Lord, do like Elijah and lick up everything, Lord God that don't even glorify you to show your glory because you're mightier than all things, Lord God. There is nothing that is too too much for you or too small for you. You're all powerful, all-knowing. All you are omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. You are God all by yourself. You are almighty, Lord God. You are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. Lord, I thank you for being God all by yourself because where would we be? I, I hey i know that these days i never know where i would be so i thank you lord for you being god i thank you lord that we are mere men i thank you lord that we are your creation and you are the creator lord god 
I thank you for keeping us on the potter wheel, Lord God. I thank you for all you've done because you are so good. Even when it don't feel good, even when we're pouting and even when I'm kicking and screaming, Lord, I know that you're good though. And I know it's working for my good. It may not feel good, but it's working for my good. And I need to keep reminding myself and we need to keep reminding ourselves so our tongue don't speak anything, Lord God, that will come back to haunt us. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you bind up everything in spiritual realms, everything in flesh that is contrary. And Lord, make knees bow, Lord God. Make, make hearts be humble before you, Lord God. Father, snatch somebody out of the fire through this word. Give us a renewed mind and perspective. Bring us up to your thoughts in the name of Jesus and your ways. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So good evening, beloved. Praying all is well. So what I came to talk about, what I came to talk about is actually uh, what, what we are doing. I don't know who we are, you know, because many, you know, don't, you um, know, say too much on on facebook for me very few and i thank god for every few there is i'm telling you because those are some real soldiers okay them the you have the people in the background lurking but the real soldiers oh, the real soldiers even at the end maybe pleased with some things they had the real soldiers still standing <laughs> listen i thank god for the real soldiers even if they're not here, they still real soldiers. Anyone you can go and get the real raw word of God, and you still call a soldier. You a soldier in the name of Jesus. I don't know who we are. But anyway, so expectation of progress. This is what I'm doing um, on the other page through Rachel Carly page. Because the Rachel Carly May page of somebody, you know, this this God will do miracles and wonders with small minds. That's how we are. So at least I have my hand up for that. They do miracles. But you still got the people in the background. Mm -hmm. You still got some people in the background. That's like those people that, I don't know. But those people in the background. People in the background. But I thank God for even the background. I thank God for I just thank God for this assignment. So nonetheless, um, we are, I was motivated by my business coach. She don't even know she's my business coach. Um, but my business coach on YouTube. So I got motivated, um, uh, by her with accountability. So I was like, oh man, yes, Lord, I need accountability. I really do need accountability. Like, I'm surprised God don't have a accountability partner or partners in my life because you know he does, he does but I really need a visual accountability partner I really give that but so it's accountability and it's to push that motivation sometimes we lose motivation so today's word was well in the morning it was compassion love it love it but for um 
expect expectation for purpose. That's what it's called. Expectation for purpose. Because I prayed to the Lord. I prayed and I asked him. And because she does, you know, she's she's a Christian. She does her for the business. I want mine all well-rounded for my life. Okay. Because my, my business is not my purpose. It's, it's part, it's one of the cars. So my life, my life, my, especially my spiritual life in the ministry is the most important, even though I act like it's not sometimes, but the ministry is the most important. That's, that's the purpose for my life. So I wanted it well-rounded. So I prayed, prayed expectation of purpose because we should have an expectation of that. So, but what it gave me too is what is he expecting from us? Okay. So at this point today, at this point of the, what, 32 days of this year thus far, what is it that God has given us that he's expecting to see manifest? He's expecting to see grow. It's like the talents, the one he could have got interest. So what is God expecting? What is he expecting? Expectation of purpose. The second part, I don't remember what I said, but expectation oh know your season so today started it the first time uh it's the first day and i i should have put it on anchor but i really wasn't sure um but we on anchor now so hey anchor love y'all so or the or the podcast so the thing is right it's like know your season so i don't know how to put all this stuff together you know, a lot of people read more and, and watch less of the videos. And, and so I really didn't know how to format this. Okay. So, but it's harder to write all of it out for me. It's harder. So it's like expectation of purpose, but know your season. So I was given Ecclesiastes. I was given it yesterday. I started hearing yesterday. So I have a couple of the days already written down uh the name of them maybe some scripture but today was knowing your season with all that being said knowing your season okay so we talked about it i think i'm gonna uh post it on podcast um but we talked about knowing your season because in nature there's four seasons okay i'm, I'm gonna try to get through this as briefly as possible there are four seasons. So you have to know when you're in the winter season, which I must be in the blizzard winter season. You got to know when you're in the winter season. You got to know when you're in the fall season. You got to know when you're in the spring season. You got to know when you're in the summer. I mean, totally out of order. But you have to know what season you're in so you know what you should be preparing for. You have to know what season you're in so you should know what you need. You have to know so you're not so knocked out of what you're going through because the toughest seasons, well, naturally, I'm not a summer person, but but the toughest seasons can be that fall season and that winter season. So spring, many people like spring and many people don't because if they have allergies or something. So anything could make a person not like the season. Because I'm not big with bugs and stuff and flying stuff and all that kind of stuff, right? So fall and winter, especially when you're in places where 
wildlife is. But when you're in that spring season, I guess I'll start with spring. Hey, lady. How you doing, neighbor? Sending love, grace, and peace multiplied to you and your household in the name of Jesus. Good to see you. Love you, lady. So when you got to know your seasons, you got to know your seasons because we're supposed to be preparing in life. In this walk, we're supposed to be preparing. We're not supposed to just be living. We're not supposed, hey, hey, we're not supposed to just be walking aimlessly. We should have a harvest, okay? So, but harvest require preparation. Now, side note, me, I'm telling you, I plant a seed. I expect it to grow within two days. I'm just looking, you know, getting frustrated because the, the it's not like whatever I just planted. I'm like, Lord, what's happening? Why? But so hopefully you have more patience and you're more mature than I am with planting seeds. I've been like that all my life. But anyway, so the thing is, when you are in your seasons, you have to know how to prepare because you're still plant, you're still sowing seeds. You're still sowing seeds regardless of what you're doing. So you can know when it's a harvest because usually, usually there's two harvests, but depends on how you sow because there's some people that just continue to sow and their harvests may come in every season, may come throughout the season is what they're sowing, is what they're sowing. So rather it's deeds, your words, and, and the things that God tell you to do, you have to sow them. And they need to be in a season because God has a day for things. He has a day, the time of life. This is this, and, and many things get held up because we haven't prepared. Many things get held up. Many prayers don't get answered because whatever he told us to do, if we don't do it, we're not going to see it. This is why it took Abraham 25 years because it took him 25 years to release Lot. He did not release Lot until it got so bad. It took him 25 years. Now, the promise came to him 25 years prior. Oh, wow. Look at this. I turned to Abraham. Praise the Lord. So, um, yeah, the call to Abraham. Okay. So, he, he, you know, most people are like, man, it took him, it took him all that long time. The male was 100. If he would have released Lot, if he wouldn't have taken Lot, he would have got his, his promise a lot quicker. But due to the fact, he did not follow the instruction. You know, some of us don't follow instruction. Many of us don't follow instruction, especially when it comes to the word of God. Many of us are reading the scripture and we're getting up and we go. We're not looking at what God is telling us. And it took this season in my life to really tap into that. I might have been saying it, but for it to get rooted in me, I'm really tapping in to see what that scripture is saying to me. What is that scripture saying? Because if it's a promise going forth, what is the contingency of the promise? We're expecting so much from God, but he's expecting from us too, because he knows what he's put into us. And he has given us to power if we receive him. So we've given the power for us to be called the sons of God. God does exceeding abundantly above. And most people stop there. No, it's according to the power that's working in us. So the power needs to be working to get the super exceeding abundantly above. It's not just what you think of as. It says according to the power that worketh in us. So if it's just like Timothy. He says, stir it up. 
Stir up the gift that's in you because many of us are gifts are dormant. So all the promises connected to that gift, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it until the Lord gave me Rachel in 2000. I don't remember 2018. Yeah. Cause I came back on here 2018. So he gave me Rachel then I didn't know it was going to actually become my name. I thought it was just the name for the ministry for me to come back on social media. My aunt is the one that said to me, because you are Rachel. And I'm like, I'm not Rachel. I'm kind of, but until I embrace Rachel, the promises that come with Rachel, I will not receive the promises. Okay. So <clears throat> Abram did not turn to Abraham until he released Lot. Abram did not turn to Abraham until he released Lot. Until he released Lot. Mm -hmm. It says, let me see. The Lord's promise to Abram. Now, where is, where is Lot and his self? Way back here. So it says here in um, Genesis 13, and Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich. Let's go backwards. <clears throat> Let's go backwards. Chapter 12, um, verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show thee. We talk about this a lot, okay? It says, and I will, I will. First of all, it's God's will. I will. He either says, I will or will I. Sometimes it's, will I not do this or will I? But whenever he's saying, I will, this is his will. So this is a part of the instruction this is a part of the promise because he's saying will. And sometimes he say your will or you will. So he's saying that's your will. That's not my will. So it says, I will make of you. I will make of, of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. That's already three things right there. And you shall be a blessing. Okay. And I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be. Now, what's that? That's like eight. Yeah, I think. So Abraham departed as the Lord said. He did that. He departed as the Lord said. So he left, he left his country, as the Lord said. He left his country because the Lord said, get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So he left his country. And Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. And he and Lot went with him. So the other two parts he didn't do. He left his country and from his kindred, because mm -mm, Lot is a part of his kindred, 
and from his father's house. Lot is a part of his father's house because that's his nephew. So it says, um, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 at that time, 75 years old when he departed out of Hero. Okay. And so we go and we fast forward to Genesis. Genesis uh, 13, which one? No, we part, we go to Genesis, okay, Genesis 13, verse, verse 1, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, because they hadn't been in Egypt and everything, he and his wife, and all that he had. Now, what I should have said out of here was when Abram left. Abram was becoming richer. It don't say Lot was, but Abram was, okay? But by time, chapter 13, it says, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him unto the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, and in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. For their substance was great so that they could not dwell together and there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt in the land now see the war should have been on the outside with the Canaanites and the um, Perizzites because that's some of the land that's promised to God's children it said, and Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and you, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Separate there uh, thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. So. It says, And Lot lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comes unto Zorair. Then Lot chose him. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. And they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated, after. After that, Lot was separated. 
from it. Lift up now. Lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward for all the land which you see. To you will I give it. So Lot could be wherever he wants to be, but that's still not his land. Oh, okay. And it says, and to your seed forever, and I will make your seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then shall your seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will. Is God's will give it unto you. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Namrah, which is in Hebrew, and built there an altar unto the Lord. This is one of the most powerful tools. Abram, Abram always worshipped God and built altars as his reminders. He always worshipped God. This is how he could go back to his altar. Because he went back to where he built it. He knows where it is. It's, it's, he built it. So there's always a landmark where he met God, where God talked to him. Because he expect God. So when he go to his altar, he, he has an expectation because he already see God. He already see what God has done. In chapter 15, the Lord promises to Abel. Because in chapter 14, he has to rescue Lot. He has to go rescue Lot. Okay, from five kings. And and Abram is so covered by God, he can go and war with five mighty kings. Okay. And that's where he give tithe. He give tithe to the uh Meshezedek, the priest, the high priest of Salem, which is an example of Jesus. So in 15, he gets a promise again. In 16, he gets a promise again because the promise that Isaac is going to come. He gets all these promises. He gets all this manifestation from God after he departs from Lot. This is the 25 years. So that seed had already been sown because God had already promised. But the seed is not going to manifest until we do what God says. So we can do a portion of what God said, but we're still not going to get the manifestation. This is so scary to say this. Okay, my Lord. So we have an expectation with God. Abram was expecting to have that child to the point. This is how Hagar get into it with Sarah makes a point. Okay. It's not going to happen. The promise is not going to happen. God has made this promise. You know, you're not getting no younger because you like almost a hundred. And I'm not getting no younger. So for whatever reason, the promise is not coming. And a lot of times we're like, God is not answering my prayer. What is the agreement? What is the covenant of that prayer? What did God say to you? What did he say is his will? And what has he declared your will to be? So we have to know what an expectation. So with the expectation for purpose, the first day was know your season. Know your season. Um, I don't know why I'm there, but know your season. 
So this is the thing. If God is saying to know our season, we have to go where it's written. Ecclesiastes 3. Now, it's probably written in other places, but Ecclesiastes 3. This is how, and, and I plan to close with this since it's so late, but this is how we know where we are because the word is living, okay? The word is living and the word is telling us when he sends that word, he is telling us. So today is the first day of expectation of purpose. And so this is the thing. We're expecting God, expectation of purpose. We're expecting God. And the first thing he said is know your season. So, okay, for the natural seasons, when you are in a fall season, things are going to be falling out of your life. Things are going to be, they're going to be pretty and they're going to be the most beautiful, but they're going to leave. They're going to leave. Leaves and trees, everything shows us what happens in the fall season. So when we're trying to hold on to something and God's saying, release it, it could be the career, it could be the job, it could be people. He could be telling us to move like Abraham or Abram. He could be telling us many things, but the fall season lets us know when everything is going to turn beautiful, but it's going to disappear. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. However, that's when you start to sow. Also, you start to sow. You start to sow. Many and many people do a, a, a planting in the fall. Okay. Some areas you can, some areas your crop is going to be able to withstand some of that cold that comes in that area. In some places, you're going to have to protect your crop. So in fall, you have to be preparing to protect something. You have to be preparing. Lord, I need to write this down. You have to be preparing to protect it, to protect that crop to last through that winter. Now, in the winter season, the winter season, things become dormant. Things go into hibernation. So it could be a lot of things seem like it's not moving. A lot of things may seem like it's not, it's not um, producing because it's underground. Now, I'm not talking about in the natural. I'm talking about in the spiritual because it could be springtime outside, but you're in the winter season. You have to know your season. Just because the temperatures might be cold right now doesn't mean you're, you're spiritually in a, a winter season. You can be in a summer season. You have to know what the season look like naturally. God shows us naturally outside what the season look like. So when we're going through things in our life, we have to know what season we're in so we can know what we should be wearing, what we should be preparing. Is it the harvest season? Should I be picking things up and, and sowing things at the same time? Or am I in a season of wait? Am I in the winter season where everything, there's nothing moving. There's, there's very little moving, but he also says, see the good in each season. So even though things seem dormant, it could be a rest season for you. It could be a rest season. If you're not used to resting, you're going to fight through that season. Like mm, I'm guilty. I'll confess. You'll fight through that season when it's a rest season. And the reason he has you in a rest season, because when springtime comes, you're gonna need all your energy for whatever is gonna be happening in spring and summer, because in springtime, things begin to grow. Even when you look in certain places, depending on where you live, the sky looks different in the wintertime. Like in the north, you can smell the cold. You can smell snow coming. You can you can smell, and, and it's just, it, it sometimes it, it just appears gloomy. 
it, 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 it appeared gloomy, like it's a holiday and everything shut down or, or almost a, a Sunday. I hate to say that, but it just may appear, depending on where you're living, it may appear, but snow come. So if you don't like snow, but snow in the word is a blessing. So you got to know your season. Summertime, everything is alive, everybody out, everybody, you know, and, and so you got to know in your life, in your spiritual life, why are things, why are friends no longer your friends and, or why are you being transferred from someplace to another place? You have to know your season. You cannot be out there with flip-flops. Well, some people do, and depend on where you live in, maybe you can. In the winter time, you would a halter time. Well, some people do it. I'm just saying, because we all over the place, but you can't be in 95 degree weather wearing no down coat because everybody gonna know something really. Mm. But the season, you have to know your season. You have to know where you are. You have to know what you're preparing for. You have to know if this is a harvest time. And if you're not wise, you're letting your harvest just go a waste. When people start bringing all these things, hallelujah, into your bosom, you got to know you're in a harvest time. This is time to collect. Why? Because we have to be like the ants. You don't collect and use everything up. No, you collect some, you sow some. You collect and you sow. You can, Because guess what? Another winter is coming. Another fall is coming. You got to know this. So these assignments that God has given to us have to be fulfilled in their right season because sometimes things are lingering because something you need to do in the summer and you didn't do it and now it's winter time you're not going to be able to do it then you're not going to be able to do it because it's winter time so you got to know your season okay rachel kind of relay self you got to know your season so we're closing with this so <clears throat> ecclesiastes 3 <clears throat> to everything whatever that thing he said Whatever that instruction was, whatever he said to do, whatever he said to expect, what is his will? It says to everything, there is a season. So God may have told you something in July, but last year, though the year before, because this is a new year, the year before me and the sister was talking and I don't know what was going on, but. I, I I guess I heard from God or I was dreaming or I was in meditation and prayer and it was like pregnancy. I was having dreams too about pregnancies and I probably heard it in prayer. So pregnancies and probably in the word, it's like these conceive or bring forth or whatever he was saying. So I said, it's a birthing season. Somebody's supposed to be birthing. I said, we must be having babies. We must be having spiritual babies because this word keeps coming and that was around um august um august or something july august so usually it's nine months right so the ninth month was coming but for me everybody's not pregnant nine months when you really count that thing out it's closer to 10 months it's in between nine and ten months so i said no it's in october that baby's coming forth in october so it did not it came the next, it came last, it came last year. That birth came last year. So even though, okay, you're getting the signs that it's something coming, you prepare for it. You put, it may not come when we think it's going to come, but it's going to come. Write the vision, whatever God say, write that vision down, 
Write that vision. Kylie Renee. Okay. Write that vision down because it's going to come to pass. We got to believe in faith because it can hold your, it can hold that prayer up with no faith. It's impossible to please God. So it says to everything, there's a season and a time and a time to every purpose. So we should be in expectation, a time under the heaven. There's a time he told Sarah, I think Sarah's the one he said this time next year or, or what? A, so, or this time according to life. Okay. So it's a time to be born and a time to die. So you got to know in this season, like really write these things down so you can see what's going on in your life. And I got to follow this. Okay. What things are being born? Because there's a time to be born and a time to die. So there's things that are being born and there's things that's dying. Okay. Because in the fall, things fall off. And so it may, it's a, a closure to something. Hopefully it's not naturally, but we all have an expected time also. So it says a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant. When should you be sowing your seed? You don't sow seed in the wintertime unless you live in that type of region. But even in that, certain things are not going to even grow. If you read your packets or your seeds, certain things are not going to grow at a certain time of year. So it says a time to plant and a time to pluck up. It's a time to receive your harvest, but it's a time to sow harvest too, okay? So it says a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill something, kill that attitude, kill that perspective, something to kill. It's, it's, it's a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to heal. See, because many of us have been dragging stuff with us for a long time. We haven't healed. And so even some of those promises, some of those people waiting for marriage and stuff, it's not going to come until you heal. It's not going to come until you heal. Because what God has predestinated, if God has a Joseph, Mary can't be all, all crazy, you know? If God has a, a roof, Boaz got to be, Boaz got to be, you know, he got to be as the word says. So many things are held up because we refuse to heal. We're holding on to things. We refuse to heal. It says a time to break down and a time to build up. You may have a business. You may have to restart it. It says a time to weep and a time to laugh. Even Jesus wept. So there's going to be seasons where you have to weep. The closer you get to God, you become like Jeremiah. Okay? So it says a time to mourn and a time to dance. There are some people that's going to leave our life. They just go, yeah, that's a mourning. It says a time to cast away stones and a time to gather them together. You got to know when it's time to release and it's time to gather. You got all that stuff? Donate that stuff to somebody if it's usable. Now, if you, you got shoes missing the heel, you throw that stuff in the trash. But otherwise, otherwise, Make room, make room for harvest, make room for it. You can't hold on to everything and get the blessing at the same time because you ain't make no room. It says a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Sometimes you got to tell people the truth. Baby, baby ain't going to work all the time. There's some people you have to 
tell them the truth. It says a time to get and a time to lose. Simple. So it's, you, Yes, I got this in my bosom because this is a spring season or summer season. But when fall comes, okay. It says a time, um, I said, what's the time to keep? In okay, a time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to keep some things and a time to cast. Cast is a throw word, okay? It says a time to rend, which is tear, and a time to sow. Time to bring things together because that's what sewing does and a time to rip it apart because that's what rend is. So even God rips people out of our lives up at times, at times. But he'll bring somebody else to heal up that area. It says a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Every battle is not worth fighting. Every battle because the battle is not ours. I'm in that season right now where I'm having a hard time <laughs> being silent. Okay. I'm like passively doing things or whatever. It says a time to love and a time to hate. If we don't heal, how can we love? If we don't heal, how can we love? It says a time of war and a time of peace. You need to know your weapons. And you need to know when you just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So know our season. Know our time. Know the purpose and know the thing. How do we know? We go to the Lord. We go to the Lord because he speaks. So y'all have the most blessed, 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 blessed evening. I hope somebody got something out of this. Send the word of God to the people, God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. Y'all have the most blessed evening in the name of Jesus. Day two tomorrow. Love you, neighbor. Peace. Oh.